it's beginning to look a lot like chip mist what's up everybody we are back with another episode of the peanut butter league podcast with none other than myself your favorite villain and your co-commish p mills week one of playoffs is over top seeds are out hearts are broke and the shadow realm is just a little bit bigger a lot of things to talk about today uh, but to kick us off p mills what are we thinking where do we want to start I think there's really only one place to start and it's with maybe the biggest fumble in league history. Now it's not quite as good because it didn't end up actually impacting the result of the game, but being the number one overall seed, leaving two of your like best players in the lineup while they're injured, getting zeros from them on Thursday night and just ruining your whole weekend on Thursday night is just an all time fumble. So, yeah, I think slapdick move of the entire history of this league. I'm really sad that it didn't matter. Um, I think it would have been the best thing ever if it did. But talk about an absolute fumble. We talk about fumbling the float, people fumbling your draft. Talk about fumbling your entire season. Not only are you the number one seed, you win the league, you get the payout. You're a favorite to win the Super Bowl. And you just don't pay attention and don't set your lineup. Like, how does that happen? And he he tried to, like, compare. So I also left a fucking guy in my lineup who apparently got cut, like, an hour before the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, my kicker. And that was, like, Saturday night. I literally didn't see it. Like, I had been looking at my lineup all day, and then all of a sudden my fucking kicker gets cut, like, right before game time, and he, and he doesn't play. But, I mean, Keenan Allen, Sam texted the group about Keenan Allen being out with an injury the day before. He had like a full 24 hours to, to change that and never did. And I do want to send an apology to Sam. Uh, I did jinx the fuck out of your out of your lineup and Keenan Allen literally talking about how you haven't had any injuries all season long. And then they hit at the worst possible time. I was going to say, how much of that do you think falls on you? I mean, we talk uh, about just absolutely annihilating Juju, which in this case, it's not a bet. Who cares? Uh, but how much is that Juju shifted? Because we're just complaining how lucky Sam is, no injuries, and then just gets absolutely mushroom stamped uh, as he goes into the first round of playoffs after winning the league. Yeah, I'll take a little bit of the responsibility for sure. But it, the, I had said it. The pod had not dropped yet before the, the Keenan Allen injury news happened. Um, but I mean, I've been riding that train for the last couple of weeks. Like I looked back at Sam's lineup and I was like, there's just, you has not had any adversity with this lineup all season long. Like you just don't go through a 17 week fantasy football season without having any adversity. And it just so happened that he got hit with adversity week one of the playoffs and lost to the AC. And to your point, I mean, 
you had mentioned the guy gets cut right before the game. You leave a guy in your lineup, ended up not mattering at all either, which is a shame. Like, I wish right, one of right. them would have mattered. But it really comes at, like, that has to be – I can't even remember a time when somebody hasn't set a fucking full lineup for playoffs. Like, this, like, for it to even happen, let mm-hmm. alone happen twice in the same, like, season, let alone the same week, is kind of, like, an absurd concept. No, it really is. I mean, if you like, I can't, I would guess the last time someone hasn't set their lineup was like maybe Vince back in the day when he just didn't give like even the slightest fuck, like when he drafted all Saints players or something. Like there was like there, that it has to be all the way back in high school since someone has like not set a lineup. And then for two, for it to happen in the playoffs and two guys, in the, well, two guys on the same team and then like two different players in the league having it happen to him, I, I, it's, and, and I was one of them. And it doesn't make any. It, it sucks. It doesn't make any any sense. Um, but yeah, just a just an enormous fumble. It would have been so much like a bigger deal even if it had ended up like costing one of us the game. Yeah, and unfortunate it didn't because we all love. I mean, to see an absolute catastrophe, um, <laughs> it makes the roast a little less worse. And I I was even saying over the weekend, I'm just so happy something happened this this like that happened this season to like overlap my trade. So I think (laughs) since it didn't matter, like if he, like my trade, I got absolutely spanked on a trade, like didn't go my way. Like that's the big taco you traded. But like if Sam fumbled that bad, it would have just completely like taken over. But now that it didn't matter, I mean, props to Mace. He pulled out the win. Um, And that's the thing. So I mean, still two weeks left in the season, a lot can change, but like typically when you look back on a season, right? Like you think like, Oh, this was, the BTE year. This was, uh, you know, the Sam got lucky to the super. This was the Demar Sam. Demar year. Sam this was whatever. Like, what is, is this? The is this still the 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 WTE worst trade ever team, or is this the Sam fumbled his playoffs draft or some yeah. Sam fumbled his playoffs year? Yeah, and if there's a reoccurring theme, it's just Sam. It's something with Sam. Uh, but no, so we're talking about playoffs, you know. Sam had lost his matchup. Um, Let's start with the fun stuff first before we jump into uh, the real playoffs. We'll go to the Shadow Realm. um, The Shadow Realm contest, I should say. I don't even know what is happening with this. I can't even see who I'm playing. I can't see my score, really. It's all manual. Can somebody explain this to me? And are we doing it the same way as last year? Because... This is a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, in terms of Shadow Realm, so so we, we didn't really talk about it this year. And I think part of it was because there was so much talk about you and Drew just dropping your entire teams uh, <laughs> before you realized what the cut list was. <laughs> um, but they uh, – and part of it is the fact that Drew and you – don't have first round picks next year. So it's really like, it's not irrelevant, but it just doesn't, it doesn't have the same impact. Like yeah. winning that tournament would, you know, get you the probably the number one overall pick next year. Um, like, but it just doesn't matter. Like if you or drew one, like you don't have a first round pick for it to even, but it does it. matter with your draft position. Right. Right. It matters. So like, it, it'll matter. Like, you know, I don't know. Do you, you have your own second round pick, right? Uh, no. Oh, you don't have a second round pick. So it'd be your third round pick. So you still would want, you know, probably the best pick in the third round. 
Um, so it, the question then becomes, are, are we doing the same as we did last year? For me, like to me, it's up for like you four to decide, like you, Drew, Brody, and Kyle to decide on like how, how you want it to go. Um, to me, it makes the most sense that you pick the winner, you know, you go from one, two, three, four, and you pick your, what draft position you want rather than just being assigned one, two, three, four. Um, just because, because of like what we have here, where it's like people have traded away first round picks or different picks and they might want you know, different draft positions. And that's how it was done last year. So I'm fine with that precedent holding true, even though it's not exactly how it's written in the constitution. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, well, that's like, some bullshit. That's some bullshit because when it comes to punishment, if it's not in constitution, that's not how it's working. That's a Kyle Brumball special, not in the constitution. So I do think we need to have a consistent a very consistent process with this. And I think it would still be consistent. I mean, it would be, if we, if we did it that way this year, it would be consistent with how it was done last year and the only time it's ever been done before. So that's why I'm, I'm fine with it. We can like, uh, you know, make the wording official or whatever this year, but it's never been done in like the way it's been written in the constitution like the, right now. So that if we can, we can formalize it if we want to next year. I know JT's pitching a fucking fit because he wants the number one overall pick if Drew wins, but and doesn't want to give Drew the tran- Drew the chance to screw him over and take like the number four spot. Um, but well, why wouldn't? How does that work then? Can you explain? Like, because Drew, if Drew wins, he gets to choose. Right. Well, so that's what. But the 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 way it's written in the Constitution is that it's just automatically assigned. Drew would get the number one pick. Kyle, or uh, I think second place would be. Brody would get the number two, you know, and then whoever you or Kyle would get the three and the other person would get the four. So yeah. it would just be in that order. That's how it's written in the constitution. That's not how we did it last year. Last year we did it where you got your first choice of draft position. Um, Didn't JT and- win the tournament? Didn't JT win the whole thing and get to choose? Yeah, no, he did, but he's going to try. What are we talking about? (laughs) Dude, he's already texted me about this. He's already fucking trying to fight this battle. He, he said, because it was decided before the shadow realm tourney the last year, as opposed to now it's being decided during. Bro, that's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. JT can sit his ass down. No, I, I, I am fully. And it should be whatever we decide on, if that's the case. I'll do the fucking, I think Drew's idea of like the lottery picks. I think that's how it should always be. No matter what. Yeah, I think I, I think we should we should probably formalize it this this year. Honestly, personally, and you know, at the end of the day, if if it comes down to like chip and then potentially like a two thirds league vote, I, I'm totally fine with whatever you four decide you want to do. Um, I think it's got to be like you know a consensus between you four of how you want to do it. But I think I will get on board with however you decide you want to divvy up those draft picks after you know. Based bro, on- JT needs to just sit his ass in the back, bro. He won the tournament. Oh, that is the most absurd. How am I the most hated person in this league? That is insane. JT's quiet, but that is just puts the hate meter to me a thousand. He won the fucking thing, and now he's complaining about doing it that way. Oh yeah, I mean that's like <laughs> he he. That's how JT always is, though. He's he's a stickler for like things. He he'll he'll try to find loopholes in the rules that'll benefit him. Always, and that's what he's that's what he's going for. Dude, right you know now. what else I thought about the other day with JT? I was just randomly thinking about this because he always does those dumbass clauses and trades, where it's like, if this if he doesn't rush for four touchdowns, then this turns into just those dumbass things. Like, right, like right. don't get me wrong, I love fantasy football, but we're not fucking uh, we're not a real GM here. 
Could you just absolutely annihilate somebody and fuck them over if they tried to do that? There's nothing that you could hold to. So, so the way I've always done it, the way that we've always, that I've always said, cause I don't ever want to like discourage trading. I think that like, if, if, if you're doing that stuff, like it, it does encourage trading. Um, if there's no rule against it, I'm totally fine with it. Um, so basically what I've always said was if there's something in writing, like if you can show me a text message where both people agree or like show me something in the discord where both people agree, then like I will, or like me or chip will enforce it going forward. Um, but like, if it's just some sort of like, if you can't, if no one can prove it and like, it's, he said, she, he said, he said, and someone denies it, like then like, there's nothing I can do. But as long as like you, there's something in writing that you have like a screenshot of, or you can send me, then I would, then I would, you know, uphold it. And, and I can, you know, chip and I can manually change draft picks and rosters and stuff. So we would, we would enforce it that way. That's insane. <laughs> That's absolutely insane. Um, now I should have done that with Vince. <laughs> honestly that like think about what if you could have been like if i don't make the playoffs these picks turn into like a fifth and sixth round pick instead of a first and second or something like that like yeah so i didn't just get absolutely fisted well props to jt on that one but but if you're complaining about the uh the playoffs fuck you to death um but let's get into these shadow realm matchups so i don't even know who was matched up against who all i know is um I think I scored less than a hundred again. So this team is ice cold. I can't hit a bet. I can't win a game. It is really the most, I truly don't know how I didn't get last place with this team. And I can't believe it's the lineup and team that I have. Um, but don't know the matchups. You know, you said it's done all manually. So let's hear, I think, was I playing Drew? Uh, you were playing Brody. Um, and I don't actually know the final scores. I, I know that JT was keeping track of the final scores. Um, but, but basically I know Brody beat you and it wasn't very close. Um, So why doesn't Drew, Drew just needs to bench his entire lineup to shut JT up. Yeah. And then Drew beat Kyle. Drew fucking pounded Kyle. Drew put up like 150 something points last week. No way. In the the shadow realm tourney. That's insane. Uh, I don't think I've thrown up over a hundred points in like six weeks, dude. (laughs) I don't understand what happened with your team, dude. They just suck. It's the most insane thing I've actually ever seen. So Drew goes off. Drew moves on. How many? How much did Brody throw up? You think? Uh, I think Brody was in like the hundred and twenty-ish range. Okay. I mean, I'll see if I can look because I thought I found it just in my lineup. I threw up ninety-seven. <laughs> Or no, that's not true. I was one other week. I actually finally barely broke 100. I was projected 127. Of course, I didn't hit that projection. And I just shatter 100 points with 103.62. So finally, finally got over to the, uh, the century mark here. Um, but Brody wins. Spanks me, moves on. So in the shadow, so next would be essentially the shadow realm championship. Yeah. So it's it's uh, with Drew versus Brody, which is funny because it's the two were the teams that were battling to avoid the beer mile at the end of the year. Drew Drew versus Brody next week, and you versus Kyle to decide who gets third third pick and fourth pick, um, or like you know third choice, fourth choice, however you guys want to decide to do it. But uh, so say all this is bullshit, and we all agree. I think if we all and obviously like all of us would have to agree in it. I don't see anybody like I don't think anybody would in our group would have too much of a problem with it. I guess we'll see. Um, I love, love, love Drew's idea of the lottery pick 
every year. Like, I think if we get that cemented, I think that's the best way to go about it. I think it's awesome. I think it brings some excitement and it's just a very like standardized way of doing it. So with that being said, say the shadow realm tourney is kind of dust in the wind. We all agree on lottery picks. We do it at the draft or like at the next draft, we pull those picks out. Are we able to do that? So are you saying lottery ball based on the shadow realm tourney results or lottery ball based on just like how you guys finish in the regular season? I mean, I don't really care. Like whatever we want. I think you have to, I think like you still have to honor the results of the shadow realm tournament. You can decide how you want to like award choices to first, second, third, and fourth within that tournament. If that makes sense. Then that's fine. So to make the shadow realm maybe tourney worse something, but I do think, we should do that. And I think, cause we always get on the zoom call. So maybe not the draft because this would give time. Like, so I think on the zoom call, when we do the spinner for the next draft or when we just go over everything, because we do have some things in the work where we need to get on a zoom call, even if it's not a travel, right. Right. Uh, even if it's not a travel year. But I think if we did like a random lottery, like pull, you can find them online. Like if we did a lottery pull to yeah. do the draft, I think that is a brilliant idea. I think that'd be fun. Finally, somebody new came up with something brilliant. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, score one for the little brothers, man. I mean, that was a, that was a good call by Drew. I think we'll, we'll see what we can do to implement it going, going forward. And I think that'll be a, it'll be a good way to, and you know, going forward, maybe we decide we want to abolish the shadow realm tournament and just do like, you know, ninth place gets four lottery balls. 10th place gets three, you know, last place gets one, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, or if we want to keep doing the tournament and then you're basically playing for different lottery balls, right? You're like you're playing to the winner gets four and second place yeah. gets three. Second. Either way. I mean, yeah. either way I could care less. I do think the lottery balls like makes it so fun, dude. Our, um, so there, there's the uh, kind of the wrap up for the shadow realm thing. Of course, JT's being a little prick uh, just never ceases to amaze me. Um, but now we'll move on to, Regular season match or not the regular season matchups, the regular playoffs. A lot of excitement here. We saw some big hitters, some favorites, some big dogs go absolutely tumbling down. Uh, love to see it. Uh, a couple I particularly really love to see, but again, I mean, in this league, I'd rather die than watch somebody else win the Super Bowl. Uh, so we'll get into you know the the projections who we would want to see win, but. To get us started on the real stuff, let's uh, let's talk about some of the matchups, winners and losers, and then we can go from there. Yeah, so I, I kind of have a little bit, a few notes on each on each individual matchup. One thing I do want to say: this is the first time since 2019 that the top three seeds all lost um, in in the playoffs. I think I don't know for sure. I think that's it's only the second time ever that the top three seeds have all lost. In 2019, the top four seeds all lost. So in, in 2019. Literally, like the top half of the league, all lost in the playoffs, and it no went. No way. Seasons. Do you see the matchups for that? Uh, yeah, that was the year that Kyle ended up beating you in the championship. Um, Kyle was the five, you were the six, God. and Kyle ended, up, Kyle ended up beating you in the championship in in twenty nineteen. That was twenty nineteen. Um, yeah, yeah. That was uh, Mason was number one, and Sam beat him as the eight seed. Uh, Brody was number four. Kyle beat him as the five. Um, <clears throat> Chip was number three. You beat him as the six, and Dakota was number two, and Drew beat him as the seven. Um, 
and yeah, went on to, to five versus six in the in the in the championship. So 2019 will never be topped in terms of just upset year, but this is as close as you can get. I mean, everyone upset except for J- JT was the four seed, beat the five seed. Um, so yeah, that was a little little interesting interesting nugget. Yeah. So we'll start off with we'll start off with. Uh... Let's see here. Which one do we want to start off with? We have some good we, ones. We already kind of talked Mason versus Sam, so we can kind of start there too, if that if that makes sense. I want to start off with the least with the least exciting one. The uh the Troyers destroyers JT's little bitch ass versus the Slim Dick squad. I think um absolute blowout ended in a 165 to 96 finish. No one really expected Vince to to do anything. Um his his lineup is buns, man. He fleeced me for a trade, got lucky at the end of the season, makes the playoffs, but I don't think he was ever a real contender to do right, anything. Right. Um, you can only rely on Ezekiel Elliott for on the Patriots for so long. As yeah, a, I mean, as a starting running back. Yeah, Bijan just was miserable for him too. Point yeah. four. He lost a fumble, only had eleven rushing yards. That was like the worst game ever. It was the the Falcons lost to the Panthers seven to nine. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, my takeaways are JT's a fucking wagon. I mean, as long as you can, you can do whatever you want with his team. I mean, someone else goes off. It feels like every week. And as long as Christian McCaffrey is there, like he's going to be good. I mean, this uh, dude Josh Allen didn't even have a crazy good game. Jamar Chase didn't even have a good game. Uh, Brees Hall didn't have a good game, but like Jalen Waddle went nuclear. Christian McCaffrey went nuclear. Miami's defense went nuclear. Like, he just has so many options of guys who can go off every week, which is what makes this team so dangerous. Yeah, and it's absolutely tragic. I said in the past um, that, you know, I can't stand to see anybody win, and if I had to choose somebody, maybe JT just win another one. I think I said that last week. Yeah. Fuck JT. I really hope this guy doesn't win, um, especially after the shit that he's pulling right now with the playoffs. Uh, I've said it. Most overrated player in the league. Hasn't won since his OBJ bullshit. So uh, I really hope JT doesn't win, but it is looking like a very clear path with for him. Um, yeah, I mean, he and he and Ross are, were the two highest scoring teams in the regular season, and they they both won, and they're facing the two teams that were the lowest scoring teams that made the playoffs in the regular season that are that are still in the playoffs. So that you would think clears a path for him, but I mean, we can get into that. We'll maybe we'll talk next week's matchups a little bit at the end, but uh, you know they're feisty right now. They're frisky. Yeah, so JT just absolutely slaughters Vince. Not a surprise to anybody. On to the next round. Uh, next we'll go to, since we've already talked about it a little bit, we got the Laporta Potties versus the two-time. We chatted about it earlier. Sam absolutely almost fumbled the season. Uh, the man has been throwing up points. He's been a little annoying all year. He's chirped up a little bit. Goes down in the first round. Doesn't even, I mean, with those two players out, doesn't throw up 100 points. Mason would have won anyway, had a huge week. I mean, you're probably going to win most games that you throw up 147 points, so props to him. And Mason is getting hot at the right time. He always sends his little sneaky gif that is creeping around the corner. And I think he could possibly, like, it's kind of a question of, is like, is your team hot at the right time? Or, you know, are you going to run out of steam? Because you never know when that's going to happen. You're always due for a cold week, especially when your team isn't a team like JT's. Right. I mean, that's like he's been he's been riding the back of I mean, since Brock Purdy uh, has come back healthy, 
Uh, since Debo Samuel's come back healthy, that's when JT kind of got on his run. I mean, Sam Laporta has been a man possessed lately. I did not get nearly enough value when I traded Sam Laporta to, to, to uh, Mason earlier in the season. Um, but he's just, he's got a solid lineup. You know, there aren't really any weak spots in the lineup. Um, you know, he doesn't have the ceiling that JT has uh, by any stretch. He certainly doesn't have the depth. I mean, he doesn't have really much depth at all. Um, but you don't need depth in the playoffs, really. Like, you're just riding your guys. Um, you know, Joe Mixon, if he keeps finding the end zone, um, that's big. But, yeah, really, for him, it's, it's Brock Purdy, Debo Samuel. That stack has been huge for him. And as long as they stay hot, um, you know, that uh, that could that could take him all the way. If, if, you know, that's a big if. But if those two guys stay hot, then, I mean, Brock Purdy is like an actual NFL MVP candidate right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the man's been going off. I mean, he's had in the last three weeks, he's had 33, 25, 37. Then he, after that, he had a down week with 12, 32, 29. I mean, the dude is going absolutely ballistic, just looking at his week-by-week week right, points. Right. Um, yeah, I think Mason just comes down to a matter of does he stay hot? I think, again, it would be insane to see him win the league. Um yeah. And I think it would just be back-to-back years of somebody like Sam's team last year and then Mason, if he won this year. I don't think I'd ever trade a fucking first-round or second-round draft pick again. I really don't. Like, I don't think it would be possible for me. This year, I told myself I wouldn't, and then I got in my head and wanted to make a push and talk shit. But I really don't think I could ever do it. Yeah, we've uh, um, we've never had an eight-seed win. Um, we've had two eight-seeds make it, but the last one was um, – the last one was – Dakota in 2012 made it to the championship as an eight seed, but didn't win. Sam made it as an eight seed in 2010, um, didn't win. But yeah, we've never never had an eight seed win the Super Bowl. So Mason would be the first, third one to ever make it if he if he wins next week. The man is getting hot at the right time. See you, Sam. You're in the shadow realm, so take your little TikTok video and shove it right up your ass. Uh, <laughs> so next up, we'll go to... The one and only Mr. Irrelevant, none other than yours truly, your co-commish, P-Mills, yourself. You just cannot get it done. Knocked out in the first round. Journey ends to win your first Super Bowl. I know you're excited about it, uh, but here you are again. You'll be moving on to what is next year for you? You're 16, 17? Uh, next year will be 17. Season. Like if you go two decades without winning a Super Bowl, dude. Like you're nearly at two decades and you were in the league. Like when, like when it just wasn't competitive. I mean, we've talked about the Colin Chubb years. We've talked about the Vince drafting only saints players years. Like you couldn't get it done. Then you can't get it done. Now let's hear your thoughts on the matchup. We talked about how, uh, you know, big sexy was a good team, but with 114 points, you know, you didn't even really compete. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, my my big guns just didn't show up. I mean, James Cook went off for me. Bears defense went off for me. Those guys, those guys had a nice day. Uh, Hawkinson at least like hit his projection. Um, but other than that, I mean, Saquon Barkley, five points. Stephon Diggs, eight points. DJ Moore, nine points. I mean, DJ Moore's been a rock star all year. Um, Justin Fields starting over CJ Stroud because CJ Stroud had a concussion. Uh, but Justin Fields only like 11 points. Um, got kind of fucked on like some, some garbage Hail Mary interceptions there, but that, that wouldn't have made a difference either. Just like the big guns didn't show up for me. Um, and you know, Marvin Lewis strikes again. That's what fucking happened. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, 
that I'm just so used to it at this point. It's like become expected. It would be like such a relief and a surprise to just even win one fucking playoff game. It, it, like I think we the last have stats on that of how many times. Like, what is the? Have you ever been in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I've been to. I've been to two. Um, I've lost it. I've lost in two Super Bowls. Uh, last I lost in 2020 to Sam. Um, that was the year that like you, me, and Sam were all like 10 and three. We were like the top three teams in the yeah. league. That was the BTE year. Um, and you lost to Sam, and then Sam ended up beating me in the in the uh, Super Bowl. But um, yeah, so 2020, I, I went on a little bit of a run. I've had years where I've I've gone to the semifinals, but the last few years uh, I haven't. So it's been it's the last couple of years have been some some tough ones for uh, for my squad. Uh, Ross's team was good though. If we want to talk about him, I mean, he, Jameer Gibbs is, is like the real deal. He's been kind of the guy in Detroit now. Uh, Rashad White might end up being like that. Might be the trade of the year to get Rashad White from JT. That's a huge, huge move. Um, and then you know he just he's been piecing together guys. I mean, if Tyreek Hill's healthy, he did this without Tyreek Hill. Even yeah. um, Tyreek Hill's healthy, it's even better. But like Matt Stafford's decent, um, Puka Nakua is, is, is good. Mike Evans is like the only receiver that fucking um, San, or whatever his name is. Uh, who's the quarterback in Tampa? Um, Baker. Yeah, the only quarterback, the only receiver that Baker throws to, and I know that because I had Chris Godwin all year on my bench who <laughs> didn't do absolutely anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he's got a, He's got a decent squad. Um, you know, he's, he's still relatively volatile, some up, some up weeks, some down weeks, but it's all going to be for him going forward. I think about if Tyreek Hill comes back healthy, because without Tyreek Hill, it's a much more beatable squad. Yeah. And Tyreek, I mean, he's like for JT, like Christian McCaffrey, like you just never know when the dude's just going to absolutely explode right. and win you right. a game. Um, I want to go back to you quickly, just cause I will say, I'm looking at your lineup and just the matchup in scores. Uh, I flamed you for starting cook, uh, which ended up being a really good. Yeah. I mean, it ended up being really good. If you would have had, so if you would have had Addison in too, like say you replaced, if I would have put Addison in over David Montgomery, then I would have been like right there. Like that was, that was like a 20 point swing, um, which would have put me right next to Ross. And in that case, not starting a kicker would have fucked me <laughs> if that if that had happened. If I had started Jordan Addison over David Montgomery, the problem is David Montgomery's just been like a touchdown machine this year. He's been so consistent, yeah. um, and then he just fell off for me. Uh, so I mean, he didn't really fall off. I mean, he put up like ten points. It's like it's it's not a terrible week, but not a good week. And Jordan Addison with like thirty points sitting on my bench that was uh, that was brutal to watch. So, which is absolutely terrible because in Sam's case, no matter what, his bench wouldn't have outscored Mason. That's an L. In your case, you could have made some moves to actually win that game. Yeah. Uh, um, so, Foresight, 0-0, zero, zero, uh, zero, zero Foresight there into the shadow realm with the rest of us in uh, another year of being just completely irrelevant and just not even getting a chance to plead your case for Rushmore. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, I don't even know what to say about it at this point. It's just a fucking repeat after repeat. Like every year is the same thing. I not, I don't know, not dominate the regular season, but I have a good regular season. I usually dominate division two, uh, win the, win the division comfortably and then just fucking lose it in the, in the like first or second round of the playoffs. That's, that's typically how it's gone for me. And, uh, at a certain point I've just kind of come to come to realize that that that's my fate until, uh, until, you know, the fantasy gods choose otherwise. <laughs> so moving uh, moving on to the last matchup here. So this is one I think everybody loved to see. 
Um, I mean, Dakota hasn't even paid attention, but we had Dakota versus Chippy. Dakota absolutely explodes. Projected 102 points, goes off for 150, which is a very respectable score. Uh, and then you have Chippy Boy, who, you know, kind of the, I would say the second villain in the league behind myself. No one wants to see him win. Uh, he's loud in the chat. He throws up, you know, not a terrible score, but not a like crazy score with 129. Like 129 can win you games. Um, I know this man is absolutely heartbroken. And I think it's hilarious that, because I think it was Drew who was talking shit on Dak. And then Chip has just been riding the Dak train talking shit. And then Dak is the one who absolutely just crumbles for him. Yep. Um, and it and- kind of happened to Sam too. I mean, it was just the Cowboys in general. And that was one where it was like, you look at Chip's team, you look at Sam's team. They were riding the Cowboys. I mean, that was why their teams were good. They were riding the Cowboys hard. Um, and I mean, eventually just knowing what we know about the NFL, the Cowboys are going to fucking just drop the ball. Like it's going to happen by the end of the year. Like they do it all the time. And I mean, they will, they'll get you a good, a good seed in the playoffs and, you know, they'll make the playoffs themselves. But like, do you really, are you going to really trust the Cowboys to win you a Super Bowl? And I guess I did last year. I think he had Dak Prescott last year and he won a Super Bowl with him. But I mean, they got absolutely fisted by the Bills this week. Uh, Dak put up six points. Um, I don't know what CD and Tony Pollard did for Sam, but it couldn't, that couldn't have been great um, because the Cowboys only scored 10 points overall. So like at a certain point, the Cowboys are good. They'll, they'll put up numbers on offense, um, but they will bite you in the ass when it matters the most. So in this case, I mean, you look at Dakota versus Chip. I mean, we had two major upsets, right? I think like you have Dakota chip and then you have Mason Sam Right. looking at Dakota's team. I mean, I personally think Mason has a better chance at doing something yeah, rather I, than Dakota. I think Dakota's kind of like that one and done March madness. Give your seniors a, you know, a happy moment before they just get absolutely blasted in the next round uh, where I think Mason can actually like potentially do something. Uh, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I, I think um, Dakota's team is definitely, like, more of an anomaly. I, you, I mean, 26 points from Terry McLaurin, like, you just can't count on that at all. I mean, Terry McLaurin. Joku, dude. Dude, he's got – Terry McLaurin's last game, he put up zero. He had three targets and zero catches. Uh, he had, like, nine points before that, nine before that, seven before that. Like, he hasn't even broken double digits in, like, five or six weeks. And then he goes for 26 uh, yeah, David and Joku. Now, David and Joku has been hot ever since Joe Flacco became the quarterback of that team. Uh, so maybe that's something that can that can he can ride going forward if Flacco just keeps like locking into Njoku. Um, But like you know, he's got the Raiders defense putting up twenty six. Like that was like a freak anomaly game on Thursday night. Um, I don't know, Dakota's team, like and you know, Raheem Mostert will score some touchdowns. Um, but like, it's just not a team. I mean, Jesus Christ, he's got Tyler Algier in his starting game. <laughs> <laughs> Algier, I don't even know how you pronounce his name, but like the it, it's not a sustain it's not as sustainable. It doesn't feel as sustainable as Mason's team. But you know, I don't know. Maybe he'll maybe he'll prove us wrong and uh, you know tell us to go fuck ourselves. But, <laughs> but I will say, hats off to Dakota, to Dakota. I mean, I would say behind myself, Chip is probably up there on as a collective group, like who you don't want to see win. Like me and Chip are one and two on like, please don't let this person win as like a group. So hats off to Dakota, knocked him out. 
Uh, I know Chip was heartbroken. He was even putting in the chat how heartbroken he was. Um, I think he said, quote unquote, uh, we'll check my journalism here. I feel like I did a project and before I had to turn it in, my dog shit pissed on me. (laughs) (laughs) I worked on a project all year and right before I had to turn it in, my dog shit pissed all over it. Uh, So I love that you felt that. Um, I love that you had that feeling. And uh, I just want to say hats off to Dakota there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I didn't see that text, but, or I didn't see that group chat message, but that is, uh, I mean, that's exactly how it feels. And it's a shitty feeling to have, but I mean, that's what comes with the territory when you're one of the, when you're one of the lead shit talkers of the league, like you're going to get that hate and uh, everyone's going to love to see you crumble. And you have to wear, and then crumbled indeed is what you did. Um, so we'll move on. And before we talk about, you know, next week matchups and kind of the the lay of the land for the playoffs moving forward. There's been a lot of chat in the group chat. Uh, there's been some different controversies on different topics. Um, where do we want to start? I mean, oh, I think we got to start with Thickgate, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that was the talk of the week in uh, in the group chat. So uh, the talk versus the world. But uh, I think there were some silent, maybe not Drew versus the entire world, but there were some silent, uh, you know, agreeers or disagreeers on both sides. JT coming out of the woodwork offering his opinion with the, the SpongeBob uh, picture was hilarious. Like, yeah, so we, had to, so we had some, we had some uh, controversy and it's been a while since we've debated a topic. What was the one that we debated forever a few years back? It was like a wheel versus a... Uh, <laughs> There's been wheels versus doors, or do you remember that? Oh, yeah. What is that one? Doors in the world. There was uh, there was to titty fuck or not to titty fuck. <laughs> there's been raptor bones or raptors. Like there's there's been all kinds of arguments. There's been all kinds of arguments on you know what's right, what's wrong, this direction or that direction, and uh, the famous one of this week is thick gate. So we we'll dive into that a little bit. We have uh, Anthony Edwards. Um, you know, some things have come out about the Instagram thoughty that, uh, in the conversation that he had with her, uh, and the question was, is would you, or would you not? (laughs) And we had some mixed reviews. I was surprised that some, uh, it took a second for people to come out and say, yes, I think everyone was kind of like, who's going to say it first. And I believe I was the first one to say Y'all got it twisted. Like, or maybe it was, was it Dakota or myself. I mean, Dakota at this point is like, he'll, I mean, anything is. is <laughs> but I said, yes, I said, I, that's how I knew I grew up on the other side of Alucard from you. So we have, who do, who are our yeses and who are our noes? Um, so let me, let me, let me think about this a little bit. Our vocal yeses have been, uh, Sam's been a vocal yes. Um, Vince was a vocal yes. Dakota was a vocal yes. Mason was a vocal yes. You were a vocal yes. Um, and I think that was so. That's what that's five vocal yeses. Um, I would say, and then Drew was a Drew was a vocal no. Um, I was a I'm I'm a, I was a not as vocal, but I was still a no. Um, <laughs> JT was an indifferent. I think I don't think that JT offered a offered a offered a take. Um, I think Brody came out as a as a no also um, later later on in the week. 
Um, and then obviously we never hear from Ross during the week. I don't remember where Chip came down on the on the issue. Um, and I, I don't, don't think that, Chip answered. Did did Kyle did Kyle say he was going to get lost in those cheeks? So maybe Kyle is also. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you know, that was Drew, and I think the quote. I think, what did what did Vince say? I think the quote of the entire argument was referring to my dick as a penis. Not what did he say? Not my dick. Yeah, I remember because Drew was saying his penis would get lost in lost in there, and Vince was like, "Can we not refer to your dick as a penis?" Yeah. I mean, I forget exactly how it was quoted, but made me laugh out loud. Um. But that, I guess, out of all the yeses and all, I I should say out of all the noes, who do you think is fronting the worst? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I'm you. Well, you know, I mean, Sam's the one who gives me shit for for my type, and he's the one who put the fucking skeleton in the in the chat. And that, and while that's not my type, I mean, the skeleton lady was fucking horrific. But, um, I, I I do have a a bit of a type that does not involve the curvatures that were uh, that you know are present on uh, what's her name Dream Page or whatever. <laughs> I will say. From Drew, because then Drew said did something else, and from Drew's uh, from Drew's takes just on you know other comparisons, I would say he may actually be into the skeleton. Um, but oh, interesting, man. interesting topic to say the least. I do think the boys are leaning. This is where we separate boys, the boys to the men. Um, who can handle it? Who couldn't? <laughs> uh, but Dream Page, we have Thick Gate you know, coming in hot was the topic of the week. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a great one. I mean, at some point, maybe, maybe off season, we can get like a Drew versus Sam in here. You can like, uh, you can uh, moderate a debate between those two. I don't, those were two of the more vocal, uh, vocal people and, and get, you know, get to the bottom of uh, what is, what is truly attractive. <laughs> what, is, what is it truly a one versus a zero? <laughs> it's not a tough scale. Like I said, not my favorite, but one. Um, <laughs> Next up, so we have the, and I don't know how to politically say this, um, and where did this TikTok come from? Let's get into that first. So we have a we have a matchup. This is the other the, topic uh, of discussion. We have a, a specific matchup of a hypothetical race football game. Yeah, and this was all this all spawned from the Brashard Mendenhall tweet. Um, did you did you see the original tweet? So I saw it in the group chat, but I didn't see, like, I didn't listen to the lineups. I'm hoping we can dive into the, that a little bit, but I didn't see the lineups and I didn't necessarily see um, where it came from or who specifically said it. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so Rashad Mendenhall, just for anyone who was, did not see what was, what was actually said, Rashad Mendenhall tweeted out. The simply Steeler Rashad Mendenhall? What? He was a Steeler. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, right. former former Illinois Fighting Illini and uh, Pittsburgh Steeler Rashard Mendenhall. Uh, simply tired of being berated by people who aren't experts in the game. We just pretend like I'm the only athlete. Tired of fans talking trash. You this upset over a single tweet? Oh wait, fuck. No, that's the wrong tweet. God damn it! Now I'm an idiot. <laughs> we are not good at journalism. This is uh, yeah. This is not our uh, not our uh, our our best. Let's see what he said. Okay. Sick of average white guys commenting on football. Y'all not even good at football. Can we please replace the pro bowl with an all black versus all white bowl? So these guys can stop trying to teach me who's good at football. I'm better than your goat. Uh, so 
That I mean, the last part, I'm better than your goat, is an absolute take because yeah. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is a fucking way better running back right now than, yeah. than Richard Mendenhall ever was. Yeah. Um, but but no, so that's what kicked off the internet going nuts over the uh, the all white versus all black. I think the person who's been the most uh, vocal on like Twitter or TikTok or whatever about it has been Will Compton. Uh, he's been the the white guy who's been like going through some of like the hypothetical lineups and talk about it on podcasts and stuff. He was a former, I think, linebacker in the NFL. Um, and and what's his take? Uh, what'd you say? What is his take on it? So his his take, obviously, he you know he he thinks that the that the whites can come out and get a win. Um, he I I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I think he does offer a strategy that they would need to take uh, in order to win. And that's essentially, um, I mean, we can go through the lineups, but essentially you're going power football on the, on the offensive side of the ball. You're lining up probably two, three tight ends every, every play. You know, you've got, you got to take advantage of having Kelsey, Kittle, Hawkinson, Laporta, Mark Andrews. Um, I mean, you got to take advantage of having all these guys uh, out there. And so you're going, you're going power football, possession football on one side of the, on, on, on the offensive side of the ball. And then defense, you've got to basically just go zone coverage, drop eight, send pass rushers. You know, you got to have the Bosa's, TJ Watt, uh, you know, Max Crosby. You got good pass rushers there. Unreal um, pass rushers. But but you basically got to drop eight into coverage every time. Go like, you know, cover four and, and you know, try to capitalize on some mistakes and keep everybody in front of you. Because if you're trying to go, if you're trying to go one-on-one with, you know, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, uh, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, uh, all these, all these wide receivers, you're just not going to be able to do it. And what was funny is when we were talking through the teams, he, I mean, really there are no white corners in the NFL. Um, there is, there is one that just got drafted out of Iowa last year. Riley Moss is a white corner plays for the Broncos. He's like, on the, he's like the third, he's like the backup corner on the Broncos. So he would be out there. And then yeah, and let's, and let's not get it twisted. The Broncos, there has been a game where the Broncos put up or gave up 63 points in a fucking game. <laughs> with Tyree. And that only, there's only one white cornerback on that yeah. team. He doesn't even start. So yeah. let's, let's just start there with the white cornerbacks. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, they, there isn't even another white corner in the NFL. They would probably have to, there will be one next year. I think Cooper DeGene's going to get drafted out of Iowa. Again, so it'll be two Iowa corners, two Iowa white corners that they'll have to put on their team. But one of them has never even played an NFL game. He's still in college right now, but they'd probably have to call him up just for this game. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I mean, we talk about like the corners and the DBs, like there's not a white corner. Like we have insane pass rushers with DJ Watt, you have Crosby, but who's a, what defensive tackle is stuffing the run? Do we even have a white defensive tackle? No, they're gonna they're gonna have to lobby to get Vita Vea. I think like he's an Islander. We can maybe maybe get him, but uh, there's I, I don't know any like white defensive tackles off the top of my head that are that are you know any good in the NFL. So they might have to probably just line up. Uh, I guess Lucas Van Ness can kind of play both sides. He can play tackle or defensive end. He plays for the Packers, but you might have to like convert some of your bigger DNs into interior linemen, and they'll probably get steamrolled, but. You're gonna to have to just find a way to make it work. That's You'd rather way. have them running the ball against your interior than throwing the ball over the top of your d- defense, bro. And let's let's make this loud and clear. My uh, my opinion means nothing, but as a white guy who tried to move to Hawaii, <laughs> as a white guy, uh, I promise you, Vita Vea is not playing for the whites, dude. <laughs> dude. Like I, from the bottom of my heart, I probably promise you. Like, <laughs> 
yeah, there was also some debate. There was also some debate over like what Puka Nakua does, or if you, if you know, where you put Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's mixed. You know, which which team gets claimed to Patrick Mahomes? Um, you know, there there's some good. If if you say Patrick Mahomes is out, so here's my question, I guess, and we can talk through this. If you say Patrick Mahomes is out, who is the the black team quarterback? Is it? I mean, you've got Jalen Hurts is good. Um, C.J. Stroud good. Uh, Tua good. Uh, Justin Fields, pretty good. Oh, Lamar Jackson didn't even talk about Lamar Jackson. He's good. So they have options, but like it's not as clear cut as like on the the white side. You're probably going. Oh, Dak Prescott. We didn't even talk about him. Uh, but on the white side, you're probably going either Joe Burrow or Josh Allen, right? Yeah. I mean, I love Josh Allen, dude. So I'm going Josh Allen for the white squad. Um, <laughs> but I don't even think. Let's let's take a step back. So. When we talk about on the offensive side for for like the whites, who is like what is the full lineup? Um, okay, so offensive side, I'm not going to get into O line because yeah. like I just don't know O line. I mean, the whites would probably have a slightly better O line because and they're just not, fucking big, dude. Like on right. both sides, it's just a bunch of big ass dudes. Right, right. So you're going like you, you know, Jason Kelsey, a great center, uh, Lane Johnson, a great right tackle. Like they're going to have really good linemen, um, which is why you kind of got to lean on the run. So then you go, you know, whatever, take your pick, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen at quarterback. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is really your only option at running back. Um, and there's re- there's not even like a backup. Like we don't even have like a fucking Toby Gerhardt still in the league. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like that. Like you're, you're basically going Christian McCaffrey. You probably have some fullbacks. You could get like Kyle Juszczyk, uh playing fullback. He's, he's a good option there. Maybe he can get some carries. Um, wide receivers, you're probably going Cooper Cup has to be your number one wide receiver. Then maybe like Adam Thielen as your second wide receiver, um, like Hunter Renfro. Uh, but realistically, you're probably going two wide receivers and a bunch of tight ends because you're going to need to get – you got to get Travis Kelsey into that lineup. I mean, you've got, like we said, George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, um, you know, Sam Laporta, Mark Andrews, tons of good tight ends. And, I mean, a lot of them from Iowa, you know, got to plug that in there. But uh, they uh, – that, that, that would be their strength, and you've got to basically go power formation, two tight ends, three tight ends, and then, you know, run play action and get some of those guys out into, into, into coverage, and that's how you're going to get your, your downfield shots. You can't be spreading the ball out on, uh, on the offensive side of the ball. It just will not work with that lineup. But I also think, like, if you're expecting the run, like, I think you could just go man coverage and, like, oh, like, they would never get open. Like, maybe, like – but if you're expecting to run, you can just stuff the run. I really don't think like the offense could do anything. I really don't from the bottom of my heart. I mean, I, I but like Cooper Cup gets open against defenses. It's not like, you know, it's not like you just you he doesn't get get open. I mean, and if you you gotta think about like, let's talk about coaching staffs too, right? Like obviously on the, the the options are a little bit more limited on the on the black team because the NFL historically has not hired a lot of black coaches. Tomlin's um, which is the theme of the lawsuit, I believe. But yeah, you've got you've got, you know, Mike Tomlin's probably your head coach. Uh, maybe Brian Flores or Todd Bowles is your defensive coordinator, and, and probably Flores. Eric Bieniemy is like your offensive coordinator. On the the white side of the ball, you could go a number of different ways. Um, I mean, Bill Belichick has a history of of succeeding with white wide receivers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, Kyle Shanahan is running like maybe one of the best offenses in the NFL. Uh, Andy Reid, great offensive mind as well. So, like, I think those coaches can scheme guys open. I mean, look at the 49ers. They're not like – I mean, Christian. they have Christian McCaffrey as their running back. They have George Kittle. I think the 49ers would maybe be one of the better offenses to try to replicate, and so maybe you go Kyle Shanahan for that purposes. And I think he can scheme yards with that with that lineup. I think 
I guess maybe I'm giving a little too much hate because you are right. Like Cooper Cup's a stud, but like on the defensive side, like dude, who would the receivers be? I mean, because, I mean, you're, you're there's talking. zero chance some white boys are fucking a field of white boys is containing and covering Justin Jefferson on one side, Tyreek Hill on the other side. Yeah, like there's just zero gets, chance. That's where it gets really dangerous, which is why you've got to do that drop eight zone coverage and just hope that you can <laughs> hope that you can cause some chaos back there, keep guys in front of you, and then maybe force some turnovers, slow down the offense on the other side. It's gonna be it's gonna look like kind of like an Iowa football game where you've got to like it's all about like you know, time of possession, limiting turnovers, you know, not giving the other team very many chances, and then, you know, being being uh, stingy with, with, with your opportunities. I think that's what you'd have to do. They would definitely be the underdogs in the game because of that reason. I mean, you've got Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson running all over the field, and then in addition to – you can throw a number of other guys out there. I don't know if you wanted, like, Stephon Diggs, Jalen Waddell, CeeDee Lamb. Like, there's just – there's tons of receivers on that yeah. side of the ball. And, you know, most of the running backs as well. Um and then it, the, the, the question, I think, I mean, you just got to keep guys in front, right? And we talked about what the D, what the white D-line would look like. Um, the, the linebackers, there are a lot of white linebackers. So you could, you know, you have like uh, Matt Milano from the, from the, um, from the Bills, uh, Eric Anzalone from the, from the Lions, um, Jack Campbell from the Lions, uh, Josie Jewell from the Broncos. He's really good. Um, so there, there are some options. Uh, Jack Sanborn plays for the Bears. There, there, there are a decent amount of white linebackers out there that can that can play. Um, the question is, is the defensive backfield right? And we already talked about like you get some some guys without a lot of NFL experience um, or with none of no NFL experience playing corner. And then Harrison Smith probably at safety. Um, I don't actually know another white safety in the NFL. There's there's got to be somebody. I don't know Chris Conti back in the day or like Adam. Wait, who was the uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are we doing an all all time list or just a today list? Uh, who is the old? Uh, what was his name, bro? He played for Notre Dame and then the Ravens, and he was a professional boxer. He was a oh um, oh, I know exactly. What you're he had like a fucking Eastern European last name, like a Polish yeah. last name or something. I do not remember his name though. What was his name? I almost said Zibikowski, but that was that kid that we played with <laughs> in high school, right? Yeah, but it might have been. It see. was. Uh, this is gonna drive me nuts. I'm sure, like Drew knows. Oh, it is Zibikowski. Oh, it's Zibikowski. I, I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is it is. Tom- oh wait, maybe not. Yeah, Tom Zibikowski. No, yeah, he's a former American football yeah. safety because he played at Notre Dame and then was like a pro boxer or something, and then the <laughs> Ravens. Um, but yeah, dude, if we're relying even on an all-time team of this fucking guy who we can't <laughs> even remember his name, I mean, we're we're in some trouble. Also. Yeah. The fact that we're just like all of a sudden, what a white person thing to do! Like all of a sudden, we're like, oh, you know what, Vita Vea. Like, is he gonna like clearly Samoan? Like, like what a fucking white thing to do! It's like all of a sudden, just be like, you know what? It depends on this guy's on our team. It's like, well, probably not because he's Samoan. Yeah, no, I hundred percent. But they're. Uh... The question is, yeah, is it, is it white versus black or, or black versus non-black NFL players? That's, I guess that's a... Uh, I, think I, I think I agree with the former Steeler great, Richard Mendenhall, though. I think uh, I think the whites absolutely get blown up. I don't yeah, know. What do you, so what's your, what's your, like, what's the line of that game? Like, what do you think the line is if, from a betting perspective? Like, are they 20-point are the, are favorites or 20-point dogs? Dude, I think they'd get blown up by at least three touchdowns. 
I think there's a, no one, there's a world where it's a close game, but I think most scenarios end with it like probably like 30, 35 to like 17. Bro, no one – like we have no one to stop the run up the middle. And like I think like the only thing that you don't think about is like, okay, say they're trying to throw the ball downfield. I think that's our best chance on defense because you have those pass rushers and you have to have yeah. time to like let that play develop. So that would give like the walks like a chance to get a sack. But at the same time, like they probably wouldn't even have to pass because we have no one to stop the run right, up the middle. Right. And if that's they the did – and all you really would have to do is throw a fucking Tyreek a screen pass and then watch him run around the field in circles and score a touchdown. Like I'd like I truly don't think it would be close. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that you can maybe like because on the offensive side of the ball, you can that, that team I think will be able to would be able to move the ball some and and be able to like hold the ball for a little bit of time. So it wouldn't be like you wouldn't give the other team a chance to score like fifty. But I think it's probably like somewhere in like the mid to high thirties versus somewhere in like the mid high teens to maybe yeah. low 20s which how does this like i'm going 16 and a half point favorites for the for the all black side <laughs> yeah i think i think they absolutely light us up um i think it's absurd this conversation is just like like exploding around the internet supposedly it's, it's just blood such blood. a great this is what the internet was built for is shit like this like this is <laughs> richard Benenhall sends out that tweet which is not even the craziest former steelers tweet of the day when you have when you have Antonio Brown talking about nutting on hotel TVs. Yeah, I mean, Antonio Brown has become, I would say, sort of a staple of the peanut butter league. Like, it's yeah. almost... Drew I think Love Dakota has, like, tweet notifications for whatever AJ or for whatever Antonio Brown tweets. I mean, this man is going absolutely crazy. What exactly was the last tweet Antonio Brown said? He said it's... Fucking in a hotel room's different. You have to nut. Yeah, on he's TV. like, you got to do shit you wouldn't do at home, like nutting on the TV. <laughs> like, is this guy truly insane, or like, is it? Just, is this? Like, is I, he just a menace to society, or does? I mean, it's kind of a thing where people are like, he has CTE. Yeah, I think that. I mean, it definitely could be. I mean, you don't obviously know that for sure. It's like not something you can diagnose, like while people are alive. Um, but it. I mean. Dude, there yeah, was a point in time big. where he was so humble on the Steelers. Like, Antonio Brown was so good and, like, humble and, like, so cool. I mean, and he had like so many just absolute hits to the head from Vontez Perfect that, like, <laughs> no one, like, my brain would be mush peas if, like, if I was him. So, like, I can't imagine he's doing that much better, even with a helmet and, 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 and what he had. I mean, it is it is crazy. Well, people did say, I mean, there is like, I saw this tweet one time where it was like Antonio Brown before the perfect hit and after the perfect hit. And it was like him being so humble and then afterwards. But I also put blame on myself, kind of like how you uh, put kind of take the blame for Sam's getting jinxed. Like I put full blame on myself on ruining Antonio Brown's career because the second I bought his real jersey is the second shit hit the fan, Um, which leads us into a great segue that I, I... Forgot to even tell you to touch on, but let's talk about betting because, you know, the, this is year two of the league parlay. Um, Brody, the guy who's now has started betting, he's just one of those guys who can't miss. And he was always a big person against betting and he's the best one in the group. So happy to see him be successful there because, uh, wish it was me. 
Uh, I am on the completely other side of that. I can't hit fucking water if I fell out of a boat. It doesn't matter what I pick. It dies. Uh, So let's pull the bets up. Let's quickly go through the rankings uh, of where people are at, you know, in those, in those rankings. Um, I don't know if we can sort it by the odds of what people pick, because I think it's easy to say, hey, I... I don't miss, but you pick, you know, that minus. Right, right, right. I mean, so I'll, I'll go through the, I'll go through the, the, um, I'll just go through like the records right now. And then I'll, and then I'll talk about like earnings. That's what, like the earnings kind of like play yeah, into the yeah, odds yeah. as well. Um, so like number one is JT. He's hit 11 in a row. He's uh, 12 and three on the season. Um, I mean, that, it's, it's a fantastic season. It would be, I think better than what anyone did last year. I think Kyle was the best one last year and this would be better than that. Um, then you've got myself at 11 and four Brody at 10 and four with a push, uh, Vince at 10 and five, which is good for Vince. Cause he was like the worst person by a lot last year. Um, then you've got chip, Sam and Mason all at nine and six, uh, Ross at seven and seven with a push, um, drew and Dakota at seven and eight Kyle at six and nine. And then bringing up the rear is, you know, yourself, with a four and eleven record, five losses in a row in the last five weeks, just an absolutely brutal stretch. Uh, but if you want to look at some of the outliers, so like I also keep track of earnings, and despite having a worse record than JT, Brody has more earnings than JT because he tends to pick um, like straight up matchups. Yeah. Uh, so he'll go he'll go ones that are you're more like minus one ten, minus one twenty odds as opposed yeah. to JT tends to pick heavier favorites. And I'm not against picking heavier favorites at all. I mean, I tend to do it also. I'm 11 and four on the season and have, I'm only up, would only be up $34 on the year because I mean, I, I've picked a lot of heavier favorites at a certain point. Like you need some people in the parlay to just get wins and then need some people to drive the odds. And I know that people like Brody, people like Mason Dakota are going to be the ones maybe driving the odds a little bit more. So I'm okay. Just racking up wins. Um, Speaking of Mason, I mean, what did I just say? Mason was nine and six on the year, but he's third in or yeah, third in earnings, he would have, he'd be up 192, which would be like 1.9 units. So Mason's someone who tends to take more aggressive picks and has been successful on a few of them. I think he's the only person this season, uh, oh, before last week, um, maybe before the last couple of weeks, but he's one of the only person to hit um, plus money bets. He's hit a couple plus money bets this year. Uh, I think he had Laporta plus 165 touchdown and he had another one that was like a, an even money bet. So Mason, Mason's been a good, a good asset for the, uh, um, the parlay in terms of driving up odds and still hitting at a decent clip. Um, and then on the other hand, I mean, shoot, I put it in the group chat. The, I did the math on the odds of you missing your last five bets in a row based on, based on the odds that were given in Vegas. And it's literally less than a 2% chance of that happening. It's Which just is insane. It's crazy. Which is absolutely Eckler touchdowns. And then the week you went away from it and bet CMC touchdown, Austin Eckler scored a touchdown that week. And CMC, and what were the odds on the CMC week? It was literally like minus, I, I thought it was like minus, huh? Yeah, it was minus 300 CMC. Yeah, like I finally am like, okay, I'm losing it for the boys. I have to, I'm going with the safe pick and yeah. I pick like the best odds. And then here we are out again. Like it just goes and, to show that this and is that not week, right. Literally the first play of the game, I was watching that game. First play of the game, CMC busts a huge run from the 25-yard line. 73-yard run gets tackled at the two. <laughs> I thought he was in, got tackled at the two, and then he gets 
pulled out of the game and gets vultured by Jordan Mason takes the touchdown. Yeah. So like that's the shit that's been happening to you in this in this stretch. Well, even I don't have my I don't have the list of my bets in front of me, but I do remember, you know, I traded for Eckler, so I said Eckler touchdown, and then it was like, okay, Eckler touchdown, Eckler touchdown, like he's going to score. Yeah. Weeks and 11, odd, 12, and 13, you had Yeah, and the odds are good. Dude just goes absolutely silent, not only for my bets, but for my team. So I'm just getting absolutely mushroom stamped from all sides. And yeah. then if you go the Steelers back. Steelers have not helped you either. You have three Steelers bets this year that have that have not hit, and a George Pickens TD bet that didn't hit. So four times the Steelers have absolutely let you down. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to say that, but I I wanted to go back a couple weeks because even the uh, the George Pickens week that was the week where he had an easy touchdown, and just like every NFL receiver that's ever played drags their foot and scores yep. a touchdown. Like it's not like that was a hard catch. Right. The dude just took the biggest step of all time after he caught the ball. When you're in like. It's like, dude, that wasn't even a hard drag. Like how no. – and the dude just steps out of bounds, should have scored a touchdown, and does it. So, like, it's not even the fact that I'm losing these bets. It's sometimes it's just the beats that I'm having. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I will say I need to pick it up for the boys. I'll think one of the biggest things that, that I do – but, I mean, Brody does too because Brody's always like, oh, Lions. It's always a Lions bet, mm-hmm. and he always yeah. hits it where I bet with my heart. And always try and choose like something with the Steelers and they just can, or the ponies and they just continue to fuck me a week after week. So I do need to switch that up. I need to be a little more strategic for the squad. Um, And at the end of, at the end of this year. So after the next two weeks, um, I'll send out a list that I'm keeping track of, of like overall records. So it's like last year plus this year. Um, And I can tell you, (laughs) yeah, you are well at the bottom of that list as well. I was going to say last year, what was I like second to last or third? to uh, last? last year you were, yeah. Second to last you were, you, well, you were tied. There were, there were three people that were eight and eight last year. Uh, you JT and chip were all, were all like 500 and Vince was five and 11. Um, okay. This so year, Vince was me last year. Yeah. And well, this Vince year is in the group chat. Vince is in the fucking group chat. You're so bad, bro. That's so bad. It's like, dude, you literally yeah. did this last year. What are we talking about? Vince was five and eleven last year. You are four and eleven right now. So if you, if you win next week, you are the exact same as Vince was last year. So, so with the parlay, I mean, this is a tra- tradition that I love. Um, started doing it last year. What was the closest we came to winning last year? Because I know we've had a close yeah. week this so week. So last year we had a uh, a ten and two week. It was week nine. Uh, let me pull up what the actual bets were. I know that you, Shu, you were the official uh, mush of that of that week. I mushed uh, ten and two, and I mushed this year on our close one. Yeah, let's see. Last year, week nine, uh, it was, and I don't. The problem is, I don't have who everyone played. Oh, it was the it was one of those weeks that the Packers fucked us. Uh, do you remember? Like there were like three or four weeks in a row where we kept betting Packers money line. And they just yeah. kept losing. Um, you you had that bet, so it was it was Packers money line. They lost, um, and then the only other loss that week was the, I think the Sunday night football game, uh, Titans Chiefs. Vince had over forty six, and it went under because I think that was the game that like both quarterbacks got hurt, and so it was like backup quarterbacks playing each other, so it went under. Uh, but that was definitely the closest that we've that we've come. Um, even though I think the Packers loss was maybe early in the day, but ten and two is the best we've had uh, this year. We've had four weeks where we've gone three and nine. Um, which is pretty good. Um, but Wait, we have we've gone what? Where we got or sorry, nine and three, not three and nine. <laughs> like, 
four weeks where we've gone nine and three week three week nine week 12 and then this last week week 15 so like we we've definitely shown that we can that we can get close um but it's just been a couple things haven't gone our way one way or the other it's it's not impossible for this to hit but obviously the odds are very long i picked the fucking ponies this week too didn't i uh yeah you picked the broncos plus five and they got fucking no i'm saying for this upcoming week i already put my pick Uh, in oh yeah you did you picked broncos but they play uh someone who's not very good right oh they like the patriots maybe or yeah it's the pats i'm pretty sure um yeah, so they, they they that's not a bad pick. Um, but I mean, holy shit, though! Talk about just not being able to hit anything in a year. Worst year I mean, of all you, time. You are so cold. You ruined my assembly hall magic pick. I mean, that was assembly hall magic is such a consistent hit in top five games, um, and they did still. I still covered, but uh, like they were up thirteen in the second half, and then you literally texted the group. You're like, I rode your IU pick. And like they blow a thirteen point lead in the second half, and then oh, no, no. losing. It, it really, yeah, it really baffles me at this point. Um, I I may need to. I'm, I've been thinking about it. I may need to uh, hit a quick, a quick rebrand next year. I've been debating on if if next year is my rebrand year uh, to switch the juju up. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want the rebrand. But we'll see if the rebrand is necessary. Oh man. Yeah, it's a it's a fun it's a fun thing. I like doing it every week. So the question is, do we ever win? I mean, you got to say yes, right? If we say no, what's the point of even doing it? We're gonna I, hit eventually. It's gonna hit. I think I think it is going to hit, and the question there becomes, what happens when we hit? I mean, then it's gonna be a debate of like what you know what the money goes towards, who gets access to the rewards of the money because there are people. It's you, me, Mason, uh, Vince every week. I think Chip is in most weeks. I think Kyle throws in occasionally. Uh, Brody was even in one week, but like you, the, there's like four, four or five people that are consistently in every week. Um, and I mean, I think we have to be the ones that enjoy the the lion's share of those rewards. Um, I don't know how exactly we'd have to split it up, but I think the goal is right that we just, it, whatever it is, ends up going towards like an absolutely sick draft experience. Yeah. But then you get into the question of it's like Mason's always in. Um, yeah. Did I not say Mason? I thought I said Mason, but anyway, yeah, Mason's always in. Um, yeah. But then it gets to the question, like then it, if you put it all in the draft, then it's like, yeah, like who enjoys it? Who doesn't? And then it gets like, what are we going to do? Sit on one fucking <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. You're not gonna leave people out of shit. Um, but yeah, we'll have to figure out like how we how we want to um, how we want to do it. Um, when if if we end up hitting, uh, it might not be you know it might not be the perfect split, but obviously we want to use it as a group like on the on the boys, and then we'll we'll see. And also let's see what the amount is, right? Like if we hit like a plus ten thousand one, that's a little bit different than hitting like a plus a hundred thousand one. Yeah. So right? with like, all the odds and how much we put in, what are like what are the payouts that we're looking at? Like give it like do we have an um, average of what a payout would be? Okay. So like last week was plus ninety four thousand. Um which obviously means if you bet a hundred dollars you win ninety four thousand. Um so let's say that six of us went in. Uh that means like we would have won like $28,000 last week as like if, if six people, if six people went in, put $30 in, that's a $28,000 pot. Um, now if there's you about people put in and it's only like a plus 15,000, then it's like a $4,500 pot, which is like 
you know, it, it's still good, but it's not, it's not what, you know, some of these other ones could be. So that's why, like, when you're talking about a difference of between like five grand as a, as between six people and 30 grand between six people, then like that's, that's when it comes to uh, try to figure out what you're going to do with that money. If we actually hit. Yeah. And then when it really comes down to it, we finally hit, I probably am not going to want to spend it on other people who were. So I'm probably <laughs> taking the fucking cash and run it. Maybe. We'll probably, I think we'll, we'll, we'll take like maybe some percentage of it and be like, okay, this is going towards like our portion of like a draft thing. And then like everyone else kind of throws in and, and we'll see where, see where it goes from there. But it'll have to be, have to be like a, a, a group decision that all the people on the, you know, that put in the money agreed to. Yeah, fair. Um, so moving on, we've talked about thick gate. We've talked about the controversial match matchups. Um, let's move on to, you know, this upcoming week in playoffs. We can talk a little bit about the matchups. Um, we can talk about new league favorites or new, uh, new favorites to win the whole thing. If, if it's changed uh, and then wrap this thing up. Yeah. Um, so obviously JT Mason, Ross Dakota left. Uh, I, I mean, JT and Ross have to be the favorites. They were two of the top three favorites. I think going into the playoffs, uh, they both won and their chances honestly probably improved, uh, this last week because teams like Sam chip myself all got knocked out. Um, so that, that definitely helps them. Um but you know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. It's uh, two two more David versus Goliath matchups, and uh, you know, would love to see some of these people come out come out on top. Uh, just in talking about just a couple notes I made. So JT Mason that matchup, um, it's going to be a crazy like Christmas Day because there's three NFL games on Christmas Day, which is on a Monday this year. So there's three games. Uh, Mason has Brock Purdy, Debo Samuel, DeAndre Swift, and Kansas City's defense going, and JT has Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, and Philly's defense going on uh, on all on Monday. So it's going to be like an, a, a crazy Christmas Day battle between those two guys. Um, and, I mean, a bunch of 49ers players, right? Like Mason has Purdy and Debo. JT has CMC and Kittle. And the 49ers play the Ravens, who have a really good defense. So, like, that could potentially – Which day is it going to be? <laughs> right, right. Who's it gonna, like, is it, is it going to be Purdy to Debo? Is it going to be CMC? Like, who's going to – Who's going to, um, I think like Purdy and Kittle would, could kind of cancel each other out if that's who he's throwing to, but that'll be a really interesting, interesting matchup. I mean, that 49ers Ravens game could decide the JT versus Mason matchup. Hold on. I'm about to sneeze. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be going on. The crazy thing is, is anything can happen. I think of the two David versus Goliath matchups, um, I think that Mason has the better chance. Uh, JT has had, even though his team has stacked some very regular weeks. I think mm -hmm. the thing about JT's team is like you had mentioned, he has guys, he has the, those guys who can throw up the 40 points, uh, the 35 points, but he has had some very normal weeks. I mean, the dude didn't finish first in the league. What did he have? Five losses on the year. Uh, yeah. So shows that he, uh, he is very beatable. Uh, but now that I said that, I think that Mason's going to lose and Dakota will probably win. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing with Dakota Ross is so much of it comes down to the health of Ross's team um, because Pittman, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. and Tyreek Hill, both questionable as of now. Uh, one of the receivers on um, 
on Ross's bench is Puka Nakua, who plays Thursday night. So, like, he might have to make an early call of whether or not to start Puka Nakua before seeing if Tyreek or um, Pittman are playing on on Sunday or Saturday or Sunday or Monday. I don't even know when they all play, but like before seeing where they play this weekend or if they're playing this weekend. So that could be a huge factor. Like if he benches Puka Nakua and then it comes to out that both of those receivers are out, then he might, I don't know who his like fourth or fifth receiver would be that he'd have to put in the game, but like he would be starting um, like Joshua Downs. Is that his name? Yeah, Josh Downs maybe, or like uh, Zach Moss. I mean, I, he would be starting someone potentially not very good at, at wide receiver, depending on. I what do he think. Has. I do think uh, Ross doesn't listen to the pod, so it probably doesn't hurt him. I do think that you should keep things like that to yourself, just so we could see if he has a uh, complete fuck up, <laughs> because that would be hilarious to see. Um, but it is a very good point. I mean, we'll see if Vince even gets this pot out by Thursday anyway, right? Oh, Vince will get it out. We're giving, I mean, we're talking, Sorry, let's, give a, shout, let's give a shout, shout out, out to Vinny real quick. We're talking, JT was on the pod. And what did JT say the one time? He said, I'm going to give Rushmore to on the, like yeah, in the season the field, and our, yeah. yeah, on and off the field or whatever. Vinny is off the field, bro. Like he is putting these things together. Vince is the man. He'll get it done. Yeah. Sorry, Vince. Didn't mean to throw shade at you. Just had to just had to make a little joke at your expense. Vince is just in the background making all this shit happen and catching all the shade. But he really is. Know. I mean, podcast producer, league treasurer, even though he fucking hates it. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the guy who puts in the parlay every week. Like he yeah, does, like this he does man a lot is, of stuff behind the scenes. This man is working. Like he has climbed up. Let this man win a Super Bowl, which I doubt it'll ever happen. But let this man win the Super Bowl one time. I don't think he'd be on the on the field. Uh, I still don't think he'd be on on the field rush more, but right. definitely uh, definitely contributes a lot. Um, but with that being said, so you know, two David versus Goliath matchups. I've said for a while that I think Ross's team is really solid. Uh, let's go to kind of a ranking of like fuck. Please don't let this person win. <laughs> and like the Super Bowl, let's go to like a fuck, right. like, let, please don't let this person win to, okay, like somebody has to do it. That's not myself. Yep. Um, Who is it? For me, fuck, please don't let this person win is, it's gotta be JT. I mean, he's just won too many times. Like I'm granted he might, he might deserve it. Um, but like, it's just too many times to, and, and, and he's already set up pretty well for next year. Like, I don't want to. I don't want us to see another dynasty. I don't want to risk another dynasty. So I'm saying, please don't let JT win. Yeah. And I will say this about JT though, and I don't know, like, if I'm just, I truly think, like, when you're in a position of JT, where you literally got last place, dude. Your team was so bad, you got last place. You have all these draft picks. Like, I don't know if I'm the only one who thinks of it this way, but I do think it is a way less respectable win than if you, like, win a Super Bowl. Like, I give Mason so much shit, and me and Mason shit talk. Like, we formed our own kind of little rivalry. He's one of the people who always comes at me. But seriously, if Mason were to win the Super Bowl this year, like, moves that he's done and things that he's done – I like you have to throw respect on that. As big of a hater as I am, as much shit as I talk, it's like, okay, dude, like 
and I feel like I'm pretty transparent on things. Like if you won a Super Bowl before like Colin Chup days, I don't think that's respectable. Like, cool, you have one on your name, but if he were to win one this year, I think that is a way more respectable Super Bowl than like somebody like JT who it's like you just get I mean, let You've got to put Ross kind of in that same boat as well, right? Because he he definitely had like the same picks JT had. He didn't get last last year, but I mean he missed the playoffs fucking four years in a row. So he, yeah. he had some time to build these picks up. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I think those are kind of similar. I would say like Mason is one that I wouldn't mind seeing win this year. I think it'd be a really like, first of all, crazy story having the, the eight seed first time an eight seed would ever win. Um, and, and his team going from like barely making the playoffs last week of the season. Like we thought he was tanking halfway through the year. He turned his team around. Like they've been good. I think it would be a, a, a pretty, um, you know, a good story for the league. And, Oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to carry off, but and on top of that, knocking out Sam, knocking out JT, and then getting to like, like Sam's last year, dude, he knocked out like miserable, like low score, low score, like just miserable route to the to the to get to the championship, which I forget the seating, I don't even really care. But like Mason knocking out Sam, even though he fumbled, which it wouldn't have mattered, then knocking out JT, like that is a long road ahead, dude. That's a rough road to get. Right. They're like, it'd be very impressive. Yep. No, I agree. So that's, if I, if I'm rooting for someone, it's probably Mason. If I'm rooting against someone, it's probably JT. Although I, it's hard for me to root for Dakota because I, I do think we've talked about it. Like he's sometimes just asleep at the wheel and just kind of really rides that luck factor. It yeah. doesn't maybe scrap and claw like some of these other guys do. So maybe it, it's, 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 I don't think he's earned it like some of these other guys have, but at the end of the day, I feel like no one truly takes Dakota seriously in the league anyway. So it wouldn't be. <laughs> It's not like he's climbing on Mount Rushmore for winning this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think he would be on Rushmore. Then you get to Mason. So if Mason wins, that gives him three rings. And here's a big argument with those three rings. So which I even said, like, with with JT, like, hey, you have, you know, those – if you were to win this year, you had a last place. You took that last place, won, like, had a full tank. You have all these picks. It's kind of like – just that easier route. I, you know how much I hate tanking. Mm-hmm. Mason would have three rings. One comes in the days where you know everybody wants to pretend like those stats matter. Um, right. The other comes after a last place, right. and then he would have a very impressive ring this year. And as much as I talk, I feel like I keep it very real. Where right. does that leave Mason on the conversation of Rushmore? Having um, so many bad seasons, yeah. you have last place on your resume. You have one Super Bowl that's kind of eh. You have another that came after last place, a tankier, and then a very legit one. Yeah, so I think in terms of Mount Rushmore, he would definitely be in the conversation, right? I think there's probably, in my opinion, it's probably like JT, you, and I'm, I'm going to throw a chip up there. Um, and then after that, that fourth spot is kind of open. I think Sam's made a play for it lately. I think uh mason could be making a play for it i think there's there's may, you know maybe some other people but i think at that point I, i'd probably give mason that 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 uh fourth spot so what uh when you go to sam verse because you would have like because that's like the conversation it gets down to too like a team and we had talked about it before you really have to have a ring to be in that conversation um yeah, I still say I'm a ring away. Like, if, if I ever get that ring, like, I, in my opinion, immediately go up onto that Mount Rushmore with all the other things that I have in yeah. my team. And as these seasons go on and people get more rings, I think the biggest thing is, is we have, 
we have come to find, like, especially as competitive as the league has gotten, like, you have to get fucking lucky to win a ring. Like, you have to have some luck there. Like, it is hard to have all things go together. You can put the perfect team together. Like, you can do all these things. So, like, where does, like, uh, trying to think of how, like, where certain things fall into solidifying your spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think you kind of have to just like take everything into consideration, right? Like, like we, like it's, it's the argument, you know, the same thing that that's the argument about like Philip Rivers versus Trent Dilfer, right? Like is no one considers Trent Dilfer an all-time great, but he has the ring. But then when you're talking about like Mike Mount Rushmore of all-time quarterbacks, I mean, let's do a, let's do a little more, let's do a little more, uh, what would be a better comparison? Because that comparison, I think people run with that, but that was to get people fired up. Like, I mean, well, what Dan, would Marino, Dan Marino doesn't have a ring, right? Like, yeah. So like Dan Marino is Dan Marino on the all time great Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, like maybe, but I think people hold that against him. And like, if he had that one ring, like all you need is the, it's, it's kind of just a barrier to entry, right? Like if he had the one, then he's automatically definitely on there. But because he doesn't have the one, then he's more of a question mark. Like, oh, you probably put Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, you know, some of these other, obviously those guys are on it regardless. But like, there are some other names that you would consider, you know, like John Elway or someone like that, maybe over, over Dan Marino. Um, even though the, the, you know, the overall stats, Dan Marino's stats are crazy, but like the ring is almost the barrier to entry to that conversation. Yeah. Now, do you think there are arguments? Like, do you think once you have a ring, you have a ring, or do you think there's arguments too? I think there is something to be said versus, Hey, you want a ring, you know, pre everything. Like, do you think there's arguments to be said about, Hey, you tanked, had a bunch of picks. Now you have a ring. Like, do you think there's kind of levels to that? Or do you think if you have a ring, you have a ring? I think so. The tanking thing is an interesting discussion. I think it's two different conversations. Like, I think um, the like, I think the the finishing last is definitely a scar on your resume that needs to be considered as well. But to me, it doesn't necessarily take away from the ring that you win. It's just like it just adds a negative that's also in there against against the positive. Sure. Um, but like to me, the ring is still there. Like, it's still fucking hard to do. Like, we can all do it. We can all try to do that. Um, it, it's obviously some people are successful with it. Some people aren't. Um, so there is still some, some skill, some luck involved there. And I think that like the ring is still the ring. Your name's still on the trophy at the end of the day, you know, in 50 years, when you go back and look at it, like no one's going to remember exactly what, how you did or got, got what, but your name's going to be on there. And that's like, that's what I think kind of matters. Yeah. Because, but, but to your point too, like there that you finished last, right? Like if you, if you start racking up three, four last places, like that also, you know, maybe, maybe works against you in that, in that conversation. And I do think like, to your point, like, you know, if you want to ring, like you'd immediately be in the conversation. Um, but then you have other people, like if Vince want to ring, he's not in the, conversation. he's not in the Rushmore conversation. I don't, right. I, I don't think. No, he's not. I mean, he, like a Brody. No, I mean, Brody, Brody has no Super Bowls, no regular season champions and four last place finishes. Vince has no Super Bowls. One regular season champion, the first year we ever had the league, and four last place finishes. So, like those 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 stats in and of themselves, let alone when you talk about their winning percentage, they're the two lowest in the league in winning percentage, um, you know, in in career records. So, like that that keeps them off. I mean, that's like kind of the conversation with Ross, right? Like Ross has a ring, but he's not in discussion for Mount Rushmore because he missed the playoffs four years in a row and has only had more than nine wins, like or only had more than eight wins like one time in 10 years. Like that's, that's the kind of thing we're talking about. Yeah. So when you think of like somebody like Mason, cause I know he's had some really bad years, some really good years. He's won the league. I think like the regular season a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, Where yeah, does he Mason, stand in like win percentage? 
Uh, so Mason's kind of middle of the road in terms of win percentage. He is he is 110. He's 110 and 102 for a 519 win percentage. He is uh, sixth place in the league in wins. So right in the middle in terms of win percentage. Uh, but he has uh, two Super Bowls. He has three regular season championships. Um, the thing that works against him is two last place finishes as well. Um, but like a third, Super Bowl and third and a third Super Bowl and three regular season champions, like that's a that's a pretty good uh, resume to have. Two last place though. I thought he only had one. No, he 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 uh, he sandwiched. So he went last place in 2018, won the regular season in 2019, last place in 2020, and then won the regular season and the championship in 2021. So he went he went worst to first, worst to first, two years in a row. Or four years in a row, basically. Oh. He didn't win the Super Bowl one of those years, but he was he won the regular season one of those years. So it really is a story of like tanking to like do yeah, good the yeah. next year. But I mean it is it's a strategy that he has and he's been successful doing it. So I mean I can't knock him for that. Although I mean I still knock him for finishing last, right? Like if and he has the only winless season, I think, in in the no. also a tough strategy last to go winless is just brutal. Yeah, I I do think though, like he, if he won this year, I mean, you make your case. I think the big argument would be, you know, when you're talking about that that last Rushmore, um, I think it would come down to Mason versus Sam. Yeah, I think it would be Mason versus Sam. I think trying to look at stats right now to see what that argument would be. I think if you won a ring and ever got on the board, that would make things extremely interesting um, in conversation. And I'd be excited to see what uh, what that would be. I'm looking at everybody's stuff right now because Kyle has two rings, and he's not even in kind of conversation of Rushmore. Yeah, Kyle has two rings, but again, he one of them came first year the league was ever in existence. One of them came 2019. And again, that was like one where you have to consider like 2019, he was a five seed. That was the year that all the top four seeds lost in the first round. So his path to the his path to winning a uh, Super Bowl was beating the four seed, beating the eight seed, and then beating the six seed. That and, year. The, so and let's and I let's make this clear too, because I mean we're talking like granted, you guys created how many OG members like from day one or in the league? Uh, so there are six and a half. So six of us, and then Brody is seven, but Brody dropped out for two years after the first year, and then rejoined. Um, so, so, so he was an OG member, but then dropped out for a couple of years and then rejoined. So six so that have been there and been there forever. So let's get this straight. Half the goddamn league, literally half the league, when we're talking shit, half the league was like in the league. When did we all join? 2012, 14? Uh, people joined in different years, um, but like JT joined in 2010. Um, you, and, uh, you and Brody rejoined in 2011. And then Drew and Dakota joined in 2012. Ross joined in 2014. So we're talking like, I just can't take it serious when like, it's that far back of being like, oh, they like, I feel like the statistics from day one of compared to statistics of all of us in the league do like need to be recognized and talked about because that is like the actual league of what it is today of how competitive we all are. Like, Oh, I want to ring when Colin Chow. Like, come on. Like, Kyle, you want to ring the first year, dude? Like, cool. I don't even know the people who are in the league. Like, the actual yeah. shit. And that's why I come up with those manager rankings, right? Like, it weights all that, right? Like, it weights final standings. And, it, it, and it, you know, it's every year you've been in there. But, like, it also considers your regular season standings, your 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 points scored, stuff like that. 
Um, and like Kyle's a classic overperformer in the playoffs. Like he's, he is third place in terms of all his final standings, but he's ninth place in terms of all his regular season standings. Um, so like that just shows that like when he gets into the playoffs, like he does really well and finishes high, but like he also misses the playoffs a lot. He also has the third worst winning percentage in regular season in the league. He only has one more regular season win than Vince in their careers. So like that is where what we're talking about in terms of level, but he has those two rings. Yeah. Kyle's buns, dude. He has last place too. I mean the dude had to the dude covered himself in peanut butter, he's so bad. <laughs> and to add to his resume, he didn't do the original punishment. He was the he, yeah, he, was, was, he was the trailblazer of not like making like, oh, we're gonna do a punishment. He was the trailblazer of saying no to the punishment literally the very first time we had a punishment. And that's why the punishment has been fucked ever since. Uh, um so going to punishment let's quickly talk on this uh we have drew who everyone says is going to quit the league uh he even put in the chat his life wouldn't change at all um if he wasn't in the league which you were there this weekend what was i mean maybe you were a little tuned up and don't remember uh, no i was pretty uh i wasn't there my body was there um but he (laughs) he so Dakota or somebody said, like, oh, he's going to leave the league. Um, he says he's not going to leave the league, but essentially said that his life wouldn't change at all uh, if he left the league in the group chat, which basically is saying, I don't care about any of you. Um, and don't care if there's any communication ever between us. Um, if Drew wasn't in the league, I very highly doubt we would communicate. So it's uh, that's a little sad to see. Uh, I don't think he's going to leave. I don't want him to leave. but. I guess. What are your thoughts on it? Do you think he's? Do you think he's I, out? I don't trouble? think he'll ever. I don't think he'll actually leave. But I, what I am concerned about is that he like won't come to any of the non-Indianapolis drafts, um, and then there will be like I don't know. At, at some point, like, will people get upset about that? Will people be more understanding? Like, as people have more families and stuff, like that's we'll see. Like, I think if I think if you know if when, when since we started, like he like has never come to a travel draft, like. I don't know. I think it's just like uh, if you if we just like only see you once every other year, like that's going to be like just make it a little bit strange. Yeah. But uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think we're ever going to kick someone out of the league unless they voluntarily yeah. leave the league. Right? And I do think like I will say, which granted, who knows when I'm having a child, but this is one thing I think about because I'm married and I'm getting at that age. Um, but it's like. If you, and that's why, because somebody, I forget in the chat, they're like, oh, well, if you miss two in a row, you're out. Like, I do think there will be a time, like right now, we're like, oh, we're all going to Austin or we're all going to Phoenix and we're all just going to black out. Like, I do think there's a time where that may get, like, does that get old? Does it not? Or are you like, fuck yeah? Like, like, will we forever, like, will, will the draft forever be as, like, exciting as it is? Or will we be like, God damn it. Like, I'm like, because all we do is drink all week. Right. I, oh, I, do, I do think eventually, like, as you get older, right, it might turn into more of, like, a, oh, like, a golf trip kind of thing or, like, some shit like that, right, that's a little bit more toned down. But it's, I mean, the boys are still getting together, getting tuned up a little bit. Like, I'm, I don't yeah. think that's ever not going to happen, but I think it yeah. might just not be, like, raging at the bars. Until We're going to a club because I do think there are, like, certain, like, at like, Chip will bring us to a club until the day we die. <laughs> at what age do you not take shrooms at 3 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> But I think, I mean, I love the draft. I love seeing the boys. So I'm not saying like, oh, I don't. But I do think like different thing. Like it is very circumstantial. 
and I'm wondering how long the tradition lasts. Because how, what year is this for the draft tradition? For um, so we've gone. Uh, let me think about that actually. So well, we half went, of us went to San Diego. Then we all went to. Um, yeah, so 2020 kicked it off. We did so 2019. There was like I think a group that went to Indy. I think you couldn't that year. Um, was that the year um, you got married? That was the year I got married. Yeah. yeah. So that was like the first one that we ever had was 2019. I think maybe like 10 of the league, 10 people in the league made it to that one. Um, and then the next year, yeah, 2020, we did San Diego during COVID. About half the year was at that one. Then um, obviously, we then we turned around, did Scottsdale 2021, Indy 2022, and then Austin 2023. So I think like it's been, uh, I'd say yeah, like five years now that we've, that we've been doing it, the, 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 the draft party. Which is super sick. Um, yeah, and I think... I think forever a portion of the squad will go. I mean, dude, if you oh, had... Yeah. I don't think it'll ever not happen. I think it'll just depend. Like, circumstances may change, like, you know, with kids and shit like that. Like, whether, how many people can make it. But I think there will always be... There will always be an event every year. Yeah. Which brings me to my next conversation. Are we set in stone for India? I mean, this is a after the year... Uh, this yeah, is an after the year discussion, but it sounds like... People are, I mean, dude, Sam has been on that. Like, Sam will never let it not be an indie every other year because that man just fucking loves having it in indie. And, like, the indie crew just is the like the ones that love having it there. And so they'll be adamant that it's always that we stick to this every other year, like, um, thing that we've been doing, uh, which is fine because, I mean, the, the, the kind house is sick. It's a good time. Um, but I mean, I don't mind traveling, like seeing new places, but, but I'm also not going to upset the the rhythm that we have. And I think that, and I think that as long as, you know, it, that allows the indie people to show up more frequently, like then that's fine with me. Yeah. The biggest thing is just getting the boys together. Um, which goes another, I guess, draft question, which we'll generally talk about this on the last pod afterwards, but now I'm just thinking of it. Um, what are your thoughts on, I, I'm not even going to say my thoughts first. What are your thoughts on like those travel years? Um, do you like revisit? Do you not like a revisit? Like no revisit rule versus, you know, new spot on the ticker. So I think that I, I'm not like someone who would go to the same place, like back to back times, or maybe even like two and two out of every three trips. Um, but I mean, I think like it wouldn't be like returning to a place that you've been at some point, I think it's going to have to happen. Right. Like you can't yeah, yeah. all these new cities eventually, like you'll, we'll, we'll have to revisit. I think the first place we'll revisit is probably San Diego because half the league wasn't there the first time. And like, I mean, Dakota's in love with it and chip obviously wants people to come back. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I will say, yeah, go ahead. I, cause I'm on a, no, don't say my opinion. I like the, I do think you're right. And like, there will be a point in time of, you know, where we're going to revisit somewhere. I do think like a lot of people push San Diego right now. Or like we had a blast in Austin. I wouldn't want to go back to like, I think there's so many places we can go. That would be so fun. And like, even this year, Dakota, like before the draft, Dakota was like fucking Austin, Texas, Austin's going to suck. Why not San Diego, Austin? The dude ended up having the best time out of all of us. And like, I do think there's like other places which bring different like environments and different right. things that right. we can do and like different like I do think that no, we should like pushing for new who will always be pushing for new places but I do think like eventually there will be a, there will be some revisits but like I'm, I'm someone who like I would not go like and I'm gonna say like you know three years obviously we have the every other year in between but like I wouldn't go to the same place twice in like three trips or even twice in four trips probably yeah. but when you I say twice in four trips are you talking about travel trips or are you talking about talking like, are you counting indie I'm, I'm counting I'm, I'm saying travel trips 
Um, so like it would be that would be like go. I wouldn't go two times in six years. I maybe two times in eight years. That would be like the the kind of the stretch that I would do. Like that would be that would be fine. I think two times in six years is like is too soon. Like there's other places to go see that we can that we can that we can do. At some point, I do want to host in Chicago. I don't know when that'll be. Yeah, Chicago we'll would be fun. That we'll have to time it up sometime where we can get all the boys together and like the the Cubs are in town. We can do like a Bleacher Day Friday, like Bleachers Cubs game Friday. Everyone just gets tanked, like something like that. Like I, yeah. I can plan a great weekend in Chicago, um, but like I'm not going to infringe on the indie thing or like some of the other travel things yet. Like maybe maybe down the road we'll do it, we'll dude. Do but Chicago. I do think like to that point because I think Chicago would be a fucking blast. Like, dude, if we did a Chicago, yeah, even if we bounced around like to places that are closer. Like around, like I think Chicago could constitute as a back home draft. Yeah, I mean, it obviously would for me. Like that's <laughs> yeah. like, how far is Chicago from Indy? Three hours? Uh, about three hours. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And if they can't fucking travel to Chicago, then figure it out. Right. I mean, it's a drive, right? Like you're just driving up there, and it, 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 it Chicago would be sick. I would want to make sure we time it up so like the Cubs are in town, we can do like a, a bleachers game and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I would at some point I want to do Chicago. Yeah, Chicago would be sick. I think uh see, I just like traveling. I think Denver would be really fun. We could have an insane week weekend in Denver, but I always like traveling. Right. Right. Like, dude, think about all the cities you could go to. Like New Orleans, I'd like to go to New Orleans. I think what are some of the ones? Like somewhere in Florida would be sick. Yeah. Charleston's been discussed. That would be fun. Charleston would be cool. Fucking it. We were dying laughing over the weekend about how we threw Atlantic City on the uh on the <laughs> Dude, I think Vegas would just be – I think uh, Vegas would be I so fun. Vegas would be a lunatic. That would be <laughs> – Like, year 20, dude, we got to hit Vegas. Like, I do think, like, on those big, like, milestone years. Year 20, let's go to a fucking – let's just rip, like, an all-inclusive in, like, Cabo or something. Like, let's Yeah, that would be so sick. Because if you think about that, dude, like, if we're doing every other year back in Indy or even if, like, they agreed to do it in Chicago, like, if we did year 20, year 25, year 30, like, those kind of five-year milestones or even, like, which I think some of us wouldn't care and will agree to. I think, you know, others are going to be like that. Right, right. Uh, but I think having, like, a big one would be sick. We'll go to fucking, like, Barcelona. Just the boys take on Amsterdam. to Europe for, for the 20th. <laughs> the wives are just pissed. Um... No, but it's just a topic of discussion. Um, again, Drew says he's not going to quit, but uh, but it seems to be – it's been the talk of the town, though. It's Drew and Vince. Vince will never quit, dude. As much as Vince says he wants to quit, zero chance fucking Vince quits this league, dude. He's, like we just said, Vince is like one of the most involved people behind the scenes in this league. That's Yeah, the dude just can't get a win. He needs a – he wants a win so bad, he can't get it. Um, I've thought about – I probably – because I was thinking about if I would fuck Vince over if I won the tournament, which granted I can't break 100 points barely. So uh, I didn't even win the shadow round. But I was like, damn, would I like choose like fourth or fuck Vince over? And just to like stir the pot. But Vince is one of the only people who actually had a good conversation trading. So I would not. I would, I, I would not fuck Vince over in that scenario. Where I really hope Drew does with JT. <laughs> um, but with that being said, we'll wrap it up. Uh, Crazy week to look to look ahead. I mean, like you had mentioned, a couple Christmas Day games. Uh, we'll see who wins. Before we jump out of the pod, uh, let's do a very quick pick 'em. Your pick 'ems last week sucked. 
Um, you did not do a good job. I don't even think you picked one upset. Um, uh, no, you know, I didn't. I did not. So basically the only one that you got right was JT? Yep, yep. So your pick sucked. Let's see if you can ruin uh, other people's lives this week. Um, so we'll go down to... Start off with the JT versus Mason matchup. Do you think JT the wagon is going to prevail? Do you think Mason stays hot? Um, I think it's going to be a very close game. Um, and I think JT pulls it out. Um, who's his last guy playing? Let's, let's I was going to say, do we have the chance of any Christmas Day reaps? Well, the problem is like there's so many people playing on those days, but let's see what the let's see what that Sunday night game. A Christmas is. night reaps. Yeah, Christmas. Oh, so Christmas night. It's literally going to come down to Christmas night. It's going to come down to the 49ers game, Christmas night. It's going to be Brock Purdy, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, all going Christmas night to decide that game. And it um, would be electric if it's close. And that will be that will be awesome. I'm, if that's the case, I'm going to say the Ravens shut down Christian McCaffrey, and and they the the 49ers have to find other ways to score. Mason wins with the Brock Purdy Debo stack Sunday night game. That's what I'm picking. Which would be absolutely electric. And then we'll go down to the Dak shots versus Jay Shoes out of the deal. Um, if Ross is healthy, I think Ross beats the absolute piss out of Dakota. Um, if if Tyreek's out, if Michael Pittman's out, I think it's a low scoring, close game. I think Dakota throws up like 102 and, <laughs> and Ross puts up like 110 and beats him. <laughs> yeah. So just, just the most uneventful game going into the Super Bowl of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I so think. Case, I guess if that if if JT and Ross win, they'd play each other. It'd be the two highest scoring teams in the Super Bowl, and it would be a rematch of the 2018 Super Bowl. I will say, I do think the Dak shots have a little flare up. Put it in the group chat. Like, if Dakota's going to win any year, it's almost destiny. Um, we'll see if this shit keeps riding out. But uh, I do think like that is an instance where that name has to be on the Super Bowl trophy. But I also thought that about the Brody Shish Kebabs. Um, but I do think it's a little bit of destiny. And I think Ross, I mean, he sucks at fantasy football. Like this guy literally has projected 120 points with the picks that he had. Uh, get out of here, dude. Um, but anyways, with that being said, here's your episode, boys. And uh, never forget it. I wish you the worst of luck. Um, and I'm, But I am sad it's not me. Are we are we doing the uh, the the your 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 matchups your uh, oh shit never mind rewind bitch <laughs> we still got some time on the pod it's beginning to look a lot like chip mist so with that being said I forgot it's our Christmas special talking about all the Christmas games we're almost two hours in but one thing that we have to do is I know we love the matchups I know we love. Um, you know, big, big, sexy being the stuffing at Thanksgiving. Decided to switch it up a little bit this time. We've done the food, we've done the drinks. So this week we're matching everyone up with Christmas songs. Um, so what, how do you want to do this? We'll start it from the bottom to the top. Um, yeah, let's, I think I actually maybe have some better ones at the bottom. So maybe let's start at the top. Better ones at the bottom. So we'll start at the top. So Sammy Boy will be the first one. Yep, yep, yep. So Sammy Boy, what Christmas song is Sam? Uh, so Sam is just a just a jolly man. When I think of Sam, one word I think of is jolly. 
And so I'm going Holly Jolly Christmas for, for St. Louis. <laughs> Holly, Holly Jolly Christmas. I kind of thought the same thing. I was going through Christmas songs. Um, I didn't necessarily, I'm going to think on the fly of some of these. Sam was one I had set in stone. I had sand as jingle bells. Uh, but not just like the normal Jingle Bells. I have Sam as the Gwen Stefani uh, version of Jingle Bells. <laughs> oh, man. Love that. Who's up? I don't have a standing chip. in front of me. Chip's up next. Okay, so this one was a funny one for me. Um, and now I uh, – I mean, if I if I knew your uh, your intro was going to be It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Chip Miss, I would have gone with It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. But for Chip – uh, I mean, we all know Chip has a reputation of the league's Mr. Steal Your Girl. Uh, so he is <laughs> mommy kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even think of that. And that is so good. That's so good. That's actually really good. Chip uh, cucked me. Um... <laughs> And uh, are am I the only one? Or is there uh, I think you're the only one in the league. Yeah. Damn, that is such a good pick. Um, uh, I'm gonna uh, Drake Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> that is so clowning, dude, and one that I didn't think of. That can't be topped. Um, so we'll have Chip locked in, and I saw Lobby <laughs> kissing Santa Claus, dude. That's so good. Um, moving on to number three. Number three is me. Uh, this is a sad one to do, uh, but I'm going um, Frosty the Snowman. Uh, just an absolute staple song, <laughs> song, a staple of the league. But I absolutely melt when the heat gets turned up. <laughs> just, <laughs> just absolutely melt. The sun comes out. There's any heat whatsoever, and you're non-existent. Team Bills coming with the heat. And let's let I came not prepared for this one. I just told P Mills, P Mills were doing this run with it, and he is coming with the fire today. There's gonna be there's gonna be a couple that I need that I need your help with, but I I, I have a lot that are that are set up. All right, so we have Frosty the Snowman. I mean the first three are great. <laughs> uh JT is next. Um so as of now, I mean three titles. JT is officially or you know. What what I think most people would agree is currently the goat of the league, the goat manager of the league. So I gave him the goat Christmas song, which is all I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey. Yeah, I think that's good. JT's kind of the no argument. He's on Rushmore. Um, I think that's a great pick. Uh, Vince is one I struggled with. I do not have a great one for Vince. Um, I I don't know. You got any thoughts here for Vince? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let's pull some Christmas songs up here. The uh, the one one. I thought I had. Oh, that one thought I had was uh, since. Bro, Vince I wouldn't got- say. I, no, actually, I don't even need to look this up. The one I'm fucking Vince is always pissed off. The one I'm putting fucking for Vince is, "You're a mean one, Mister <laughs> Grinch." <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that one. That was better than I was gonna say. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I was going to give Vince, uh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer because he got absolutely fucking steamrolled this week in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude, these are so good. Um, you should have gave that one. Actually, Chips is unmatched. Uh, but Chips, <laughs> that would have been a funny one to give Chip as well. Uh, 
right, moving on. Um, all right, so I'm going. Next one is Ross. Uh, this is a little story. Ross was like kind of the outcast of the league when he when he joined. Uh, you know, a lot of people wanted to vote him out. Uh, people people didn't. You know, by a lot of people, I mean you. Uh, Actually, that is not. I rallied people. People were on my side. There there was there were moves to vote Ross out of the league in the early days, but then he he beat JT in the championship. You know, he killed uh, he killed the Grinch uh, that that everyone needed to see beat, Uh, and now he's one of the league favorites and big sexy. So a story that parallels that he's uh, uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. That's uh, that's that's pretty much how it goes. Yeah, but the thing is, is Ross is not the main guy. so R- Ross would be like, what's the last reindeer mentioned in that song? You know, Dasher and Prancer and Donald and Vixen. Like Ross would be, yeah, what's the one Vixen, dude? Ross is like Vixen in that song. He is not the song itself. Oh, man. All right. Uh, next one up is Dakota. Uh, this one is a little bit fucked, but I gave Dakota I gave Dakota Baby It's Cold Outside. Uh, I, dude, I actually was gonna put that one as Dakota too when I was going through them. <laughs> uh, that just that song just makes me think of Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Dakota, you fucking creep! <laughs> no, that's a. I think that's good. I was gonna put Dakota as that one too, uh, but. You know, let's not get it twisted. This man's riding an absolute heater. We need a that's heater true. update. We need a that's heater true. update in the chat. Yeah, Dakota, please send a heater update if you're listening to this pod still. No chance Dakota's still listening an hour, 50 minutes in. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, next up is Mason. Mason's the other one that I struggled with. Um, any, any ideas there? With Mason? Let me see. What Christmas Mason's song? Someone who's always he's he's a uh, he's always someone who's who's trying to give people away. He's trying to do trades. He's he's the gift that keeps on giving. So maybe I go twelve days of Christmas. He's a uh, bunch of bunch of gifts. He's just giving birds every day. Twelve days in a row, in a row, he's giving birds. Yeah, I'd have to think on that. Disappointing that we I don't have one here. Um, but we may come back to it. We may come back to it. All right. All right. All right, Mace. Don't have a better one for you, but uh, that's that's what we came up with on the on the fly. Uh, Kyle's up next. This one, uh, I gave Kyle Little Drummer Boy uh, because he was beating his own drum this year, manager of the year, and then just fucking <laughs> playoffs. <laughs> actually blew it. He was beating his own drum. Not so manager of the year, Kyle Brumball. I think that's a great pick. Uh, um, all right, Shu. This one's a deeper one for you. You're up. You're up next. Um, this so it, it's it's maybe a lesser known song, but uh, the the song "Last Christmas" by Wham. Uh, like the main lyrics in the song are "Last Christmas I gave you my heart." And oh yeah, of course I know that. Yeah, uh, and that's you love giving your heart, which is just trading a first round pick, and then just always giving away the title, <laughs> <laughs> and it's gone <laughs> the very next day. Yeah, I uh. I asked, I always like asking Morgan, um, these questions and Morgan gave me my favorite Christmas song. Um, it's a little more unorthodox. It's a little more out there, but, uh, Christmas rapping by the waitresses. Nice. You nice. know that one? I, I don't, I'd probably know if I heard it. I don't know the title. It, uh, it ruled. Can we get Vince to kind of insert some of these songs in here as we're, as we're going? I don't know what, uh, how much time that would take, but uh, I also gave myself. 
The Merry Motherfucking Christmas by Easy E, just because it is absolutely out there. It's a banger. Um, it's loud. It's obnoxious. Uh, but it absolutely smacks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we got Brody. So for Brody, I went with uh, the uh, the Trans Siberian Orchestra Christmas song. Do you know? Do you know what one that is? <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of like EDM sounding. It's like the electric orchestra. Uh, that's just that's Brody. Brody's one of the ones that's out there in the league. I'm gonna see if I can like maybe I can play it and if if, if, if you'll hear it. While you're getting that uh, sorted, I have Brody as Silent Night, um, just because he's non-existent in, in competing. Yeah, um, that that's that's probably true. Uh, let me see if I can get this song up for uh, for, for Brody and, and see, let's see if it'll play. In the, this is probably like really not good podcasting, but uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, maybe maybe we can get Vince to just to just put some of these in anyway. Or oh, fuck, I don't even know if you can do that. But who else? Do we have anybody left, or is that it? Drew, can you hear this? No, I can't. I can't hear it at all. Here's bobbing right. your head. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe we'll get to see if Vince can Vince can put in the Trans Siberian Orchestra uh, Christmas song because that's that is Brody. It's it's a it's like a, it's a song that goes hard and Brody goes hard as fuck. So that's what I was that's what I was going for there. Alrighty, and last up we got Drew. Uh, yeah, so for Drew, uh, so I would say this: the only person who was more excited than the Bosa brothers about the Rashard Mendenhall race bowl was Drew Nelson. <laughs> so he is. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> Coming with the heat with the Christmas songs. I can't disagree with any of them. Um, <laughs> absolutely unreal. So good. But with that being said, dude, we are at two hours. Um, so got to wrap this shit up. But uh, to everyone still out there, good luck. Uh, or actually, worst of luck. Uh, and to everybody who has now entered the shadow realm, welcome. It's only going to get bigger. Who's it going to be? But with that being said, have a good weekend, boys. Merry Christmas. Um, Peace. Yeah, Merry Christmas.